You know, if we swear, then it's explicit. That's right. The following episode of The Book Guys is rated explicit for content and may contain lots and lots of violence. show is brought to you by audible go to audibletrial.com slash book guys and get a free book just for signing up for a free trial why not episode 114 we we never figure out the titles until the end of the show so uh, i won't i'll just say episode 114 my name is paul alves joined as always the one go-to guy the one uh, host who's always here with me. Sir, Sir Jimmy, that's right. It's Jimmy. the two book guys. Yeah. <laughs> Sir Jimmy. What's up, Sir Jimmy? All the way in Everybody North else Carolina. are just guests or special guests. That's right. <laughs> yes, sir. So it I says do- the book guys, not like right. four book guys. Right. The book guys. Yeah, that's it's right. me and you, buddy. Just this week, <laughs> that's us. I, you know, Jimmy, we, we've been... Uh, uh, behind the scenes talking about doing a books in music thing for a while uh, i was trying to i was going to do it as a segment on every show originally we started thinking about it doing it as a like a whole special like you know two hour long epic you want to know something i i i was going through my ipad today trying to whittle down my inbox i had it was like 800 unopened messages and that number just bugged me so all right, all right. I was going through and I deleted a couple of accounts I haven't used in a while. Went through and was just knocking out a, and archiving a bunch of old stuff. Got it down to like under 100 messages. And so I you were trying to like get, through, get it down to like the short list of emails. Yeah, the short, short list. Hey, now. <laughs> <laughs> That's a call forward. Um, and I come across an email from you to one of my accounts that talked about this very idea. August of 2013 that's how long that's how long we've been you know and you sent me this one link that you found at shortlist.com we're going to give them props for the list that we're going to go through and we're going to talk about books in music so i've always been fascinated about this subject ever since i was reading a uh one of the dark tower series by stephen king and i did a little bit of research in the middle of the book uh to the fact that his use of the lyrics of hey jude in the Dark Tower series, he had to pay for that. And I thought that was fascinating because the lyrics were in the book. He had to pay a royalty or arrange for some sort of other uh, you know, agreement to use the lyrics in the book. And that's why uh, you can refer to, hey, they were listening to some uh, In Excess song. But you know, if you actually refer to like, the lyrics of Suicide Blonde, you've got to pay In Excess some money. Sure, somebody wrote that. It's just, you know, some, some people just grab a hook out of a song and add like a chicka chicka to it and think, uh, you know, that's totally different. And then they are paying on the back end. Isis, Isis, baby. (laughs) You get dangled over a banister. So so if you make like a a parody, uh, uh, you know, uh, Isis, Isis jingle there, uh, you're kind of cool. Technically we're not, but... uh, 
Well, because, technically. Yeah, but technically we're, we're good there. But, yeah. Uh, yeah, there's a lot of legalities and whatnot, but uh, books have been referenced, uh, referenced in music quite often. And you found a great list, although these are only 25 songs. This is at shortlist.com, and you can just search on that website for 25 songs that reference books. You'll find the article that we're going through. And that's from uh, September 2014. So we were kind of ahead of the curve. We just didn't execute. True. <laughs> I think they probably heard us talking about it on the show. And now we're just, they use our idea, and now we're just using their research. I think so. I think but so. But given props, I mean, to, <laughs> to the multitudes of listeners out there. Absolutely. I, I, think, I think it's a symbiotic relationship, not yeah. parasitic. Head on over to shortlist.com and search for 25 songs that reference books. We're going to go through that. But I can tell you, Jimmy, there's a lot of these here that I did not see at all. And I've got hundreds that we can go through. And maybe we will make it a, eventually a, like one, one a show, like a two-minute segment or a one-minute segment every show that'll uh, highlight some of these. Kind of tying together our love of music with books. But I mean, a lot of these I'm not familiar with. Um, I'm not familiar with some of the songs, but I'm familiar with the books. And some of the yeah. songs I'm familiar with, but not yeah. the books. So it's a learning experience. Yeah, too. And, and because we are a news show and we do uh, talk about books and music and whatnot and pop culture, we're, we're allowed to play uh, in the background. Like We can't play like you know, the four-minute clip of the song by itself on the show because someone, God forbid, would, you know, tie in their, like, tape recorder from 1985. You know? Oh, yeah. That's illegal. <laughs> you know? Yeah, but, next thing is that we're going to take requests. <laughs> right. Right. I mean, this is not uh, Adam Curry's daily source code. But at the same time, we can play short clips. So, so everything we're doing today is uh, illegal. And we're going to play a, a little clip of each song and talk about what's going on. But before we do that, why don't we... What's on your... What's on your Kindle, your nightstand, your Blackberry? What's on your... What's on... I, did I say Blackberry? What are you reading? What are you reading? Jimmy, uh, anything new since last time? Absolutely not. There you go. <laughs> I am waiting on the next list to come out from Brilliance Audio, and I have been focusing on a lot of new podcasts like we spoke about last week, so I've been a bad book guy, very bad. Very bad. I've been a good book, book guy. I've been uh, on my uh, Kindle. I'll show it to you on the Skype window. We don't do video anymore. I'm on my Kindle. I'm going through the Torchwood series of books. Uh, Torchwood, of course, being a spinoff to the show Doctor Who, but it is the adult uh, kind of uh, spinoff of Doctor Who. Not made for children, not made for families, made for the adult. Uh, and I'm on the second of the series called Border Princes. By Dan Abnett. And this one's kind of cool. It's got some cool stuff in it, Jimmy. Uh, again, it's always sci-fi slash fantasy. And it involves a multi-dimensional children's toy called the Amok, which is driving people out of their minds. Like, like imagine an like eight-dimensional kid's toy shows up in our like four-dimensional world. And basically, like looking at it drives you crazy. Thinking about it and drives you crazy. You can't even stare at this thing. But it, what's the name of it? It's called Border Princess. Is the name no, of the, book? the toy? The Amok. A M O K. Oh, I thought that was the thing that John Claude Van Damme did to you in Bloodsport that like killed you instantly. Hey now. <laughs> very good. Very good. Show me Amok. <laughs> but but uh, I'm three quarters of the way through the book. 
But uh, right now we, we learned that, that that certain piece, that puzzle, may possibly be just a children's toy from another universe where there are more dimensions than ours. And just uh, it just confuses the hell out of us and drives us insane. Uh, and we get to the point where there's a, it's, a, it's a headache. It, it, it'll make like blood come out your nose just looking at it. Um, but Torchwood, of course, gets involved. Everyone having headaches. People are passing out. They got to take care of that. And, and it moves on. The story moves on to the, the point where we have a, um, a soldier, a robotic soldier, a drone from another space and time is on Earth hiding out in a guy's shed. So there's a veteran's shed. And he's got his uh, robotic drone space soldier from another future or you know other universe war in in the shed and it kind of like hangs out with him because it, it it feels his uh, it reads his mind and and feels that they're both like kindred spirits they're both have survived horrible wars one being world war ii and the other being some messed up space war from another place and i'm, I'm at the point where we're still trying to figure out what's going on and there's a church called saint mary in the dust which was demolished in 1840 in Cardiff, has reappeared. And Torchwood is trying to figure out why is this church that was demolished in 1840 reappearing? Because it's not due to reappear until 2011. Remember, Torchwood being like the space like cowboys in England, in, in Cardiff, and, and they know that this church reappears every so often. But it only, it's only supposed to reappear in 2011. I believe this story takes place in like 2009. And... Uh, it's all over the place. It's all over the place, the story. I'll get back to you next week, but uh, interesting. Interesting. Torchwood, Border Princes. Check it out. It sounds like it's got a lot going on that's uh, in your wheelhouse and up your alley. <laughs> that's right. No. <laughs> Good stuff, my friend. So I really don't have much else going on. I haven't finished my ISIS book yet. I downloaded from Audible. Uh, I'm also uh, just finished Devoured, part of the Hunger, the Hunger. series. Yeah, uh, the second part of the series. I will uh, probably be talking about that next week and move on to the third one. Well, my wife was just pointing out the fact that she has a lot of books on Audible. She's she's got an Audible account, and I don't. So right. she has some books on there that I am interested in. So no, no. If you have uh, separate devices. Audible is very, very friendly. So that the, the point where you can sign into her Audible account on your Audible app. So you can share your Audible cloud. They're pretty, kind of like Netflix. I mean, Netflix used to be five. I believe Audible is two devices. Simul- simultaneous use of two devices. Where um, Netflix used to be five, now it's down to two. So uh, you should be able to log into her username, password on your Audible device, whether it's an iPhone or an iPad or a Kindle, whatever. You should be able to also enjoy her account. So give it a try and report back to us next week. Yeah, I'm going to look into that because I have but, you know, two uh, iPhones. I will advise if she has extra credits lying around to use them up. Because I know Greg, the book guy, had an issue where he, he just forgot about his Audible account for a while. 13 months, he was enjoying, yeah. he was enjoying other products, and he, your uh, Audible credits do expire after a while. Ooh. Even though you have an active subscription, you're better off to go through your wish list, pick out books, and just download them to your cloud, because your cloud is permanent, supposedly. 
but your credits do expire. So if you have like nine credits in Audible, go choose some great books, uh, go through your wish list, find books you want to read eventually, and use up those credits because they do expire at some point. It's only not be, not Audible's fault, but uh, the publishers push Audible to put this expiry on. So just go out there and then pick a bunch of books out, and they will end up in your cloud and be part of your program. Excellent. Just putting it out there. Yeah, I'm going to be getting into that. And you know, we don't have a jingle, but we're going to do 25. We're going to do our first 25 songs that reference books. And I was going to do books and, and music. And uh, Jeff Smith is on the case for a jingle because there are a lot of songs as well that reference books. You know, we got some Led Zeppelin, we got some, uh, you know, David Bowie. It goes back and forth. But uh, you found this one, shortlist.com. And, uh, yeah, 25 songs that reference books. Why not? I just, I just Starting thought. off. Yeah, let's do it. We mentioned his name. The uh, wacky David Bowie from outer space. Yeah. <laughs> um, the song is called 1984. I wonder what book that references. <laughs> but it's from 1974, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, I was one year old. And uh, it references some book by George Orwell. And... Uh, one of the, here's one of the lyrics. They'll split your cranium and fill it full of air and tell you that you're 80, but brother, you won't care. Beware the savage jaw of 1984. Oh, yeah. Let's take a listen. Why not? David Bowie from 1974's Diamond Dogs album. Other tracks on this uh, album feature Orwell's uh, references, including the song titles Big Brother and We Are the Dead. Boy was intending to do a 1984 musical, but the project was killed off when uh, Orwell's widow objected. That's where this song comes from. Yeah, there you go. So uh, Orwell's widow objected, and uh, you know what? Boy went along and did this song anyways, and a couple other songs. So I'm going to move on to the one, the one song that I was, I was listening to. This is actually the song, believe it or not, that uh, tempted me to do this whole books and music compilation thing for the Book Guys show. What's this one here? Come on, YouTube. You can do it. Oh, yeah. Well, I was listening to this song. I thought, we should do a segment about books and music. Led Zeppelin's Ramble On from 1969's Led Zeppelin 2 album. Of course, the book they're referencing is Tolkien's Lord of the Rings series. And the main lyric in this uh, song that really brings it home to you is, "'Twas in the darkest depths of mortar I met a girl so fair, but Gollum and the evil one crept up and slipped away with her." We gotta let this one go for a while, Jimmy. Let's let this play. But not 
started singing that and then quickly gave in. I, I don't want people to turn the podcast off. <laughs> Heard this song hundreds of times, had no idea about the connection to the book. Yeah. We'll let it play for a bit. We'll talk over it so we're to stay legal. It's the next, uh, the next stanza that really brings it home. Got no time for spreading rumors. The time has come to be gone. And though I held we drank. And remember, this is the when. You know, Jimmy, this is when the vans all had the the Lord of the Rings crap all all, all over the sides, right? Yeah. You had the Led Zeppelin album, but the vans were also like uh, airbrushed with, you know, like Lord of the Rings characters. <laughs> yeah, that that's uh, this kind of music is what brought fantasy. It brought fantasy to the mainstream, really. All, all the Led Zeppelin vans always had like uh, elves, you know, and uh, giants and stuff on the side, and mermaids. <laughs> LSD makes everything better. That's right. <laughs> but really, this is when fantasy became mainstream, was when uh, bands like Led Zeppelin uh, really put it out there in their music. And, and here's the... When magic ruled the air... Here we, here's the line. Just in the darkest depths of Mordor, I met a girl so fair. But Gollum. But Gollum at the evil wall crept up and slipped away with her. Yeah, and that really started the whole uh, the whole movement there, Jimmy, uh, of uh, fantasy. Getting the main yeah, it made it cool to be a book nerd. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> and now they're the coolest nerds. And it really are. did, because Jimmy, although I can't hear you because my speaker just died, but uh, it really did change things. So that, you know, now you're just mouthing the words. So, you, <laughs> <laughs> but it really did uh, uh, sell a lot of books. Sold a lot of books for Tolkien uh, in the in the late '60s. Uh, Led Zeppelin and all this whole movement. Uh, I mean. It was the coolest thing was to hang out in the 60s, late 60s, was, do, like you said, do LSD, smoke some marijuana, take some uh, quaaludes, and uh, sit down and have reading parties. It really was, believe it or not, other than promoting drugs and rock and roll, it really did promote reading with the young culture, with the youth. Yeah, because they would mind have, expansion. Yeah, well, they would actually sit around and like smoke the hookah. And, and take LSD. And I'm really glad that we did put the... Hang on, let's do it again. The following episode of The Book Guys is rated explicit for content and may contain lots and lots of violence. All right. Let's replace lots of violence with lots of drug references. But, but really, it did uh, expand uh, reading to a lot of the population because the kids were literally sitting around, smoking pot, taking LSD, and reading Lord of the Rings. 
And now they sit around, smoke pot, play yeah. Xbox. Yeah, play Xbox and watch rap videos. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so you want to take the next one? This one is The Strokes. This is like a recent one, 2001. See, this is getting into the territory where I've, I know and have read the book, but not familiar with the song, and this is going to be a... Um, a learning experience. Uh, you know but, what? Um, I, I'm going to hear this song probably for the first time when I press the play button. Yeah. The song is called Soma from the 2001 album, Is This It? Yep. And it references the Aldous Huxley book, Brave New World. And, and Soma's sure like the, the LSD of, of the Brave New World, right? Yes. Soma is what they would take when hard times opened their eyes. Nice. It's got a cool beat. <laughs> this is from 2001's This Is Is This It by The Strokes. The Smashing Pumpkins and Dead Mouse um, also referenced the, the drug in some songs of theirs. Nice. I thought it was Dead Mouse 5 forever. <laughs> now, I've never seen him. He's from Niagara Falls, Ontario. He's a, he's a Canadian brethren and... Uh, he wears that big kind of Mickey Mouse ish. And I had seen I had seen the, the the hat that he wears too, the mask, but I still never put together that that was mouse. Yes, <laughs> gotcha. So old. <laughs> now, now here's uh, going on to the next one. Again, I know the book. Do androids dream of electric sheep by Philip K. Dick, one of my yeah, favorite well, classic sci-fi authors. Wasn't uh, Blade Runner loosely based on that book? That is correct. You win and the prize. The, the <laughs> album, Our Friends Electric, from 19... Okay, the, the song is Our Friends Electric, and the name of the album is Replicas, right. as in Replicants. Right, yes. So this is... Of course, the, the, fa- the famous movie, uh, Blade Runner, came from that, and uh, starring... Our good friend, you know him. Oh yeah, yeah. we're gonna play it. <laughs> On solo. Yeah. This is so '80s though. The music. Listen to it. Oh, Gary Newman is the '80s. Yeah, totally. And the of my oh, that's totally '80s. Yeah. I dig <laughs> it. I'm surprised this wasn't like in the movie, you know. And the lyric there is, you know, I hate to ask, but our friends electric, only mine's broke down, and now I've no one to love. Oh. There's a lot of these examples. We're, we're going to keep going through, and uh, let's see the next one. I I am not familiar with either the book or the song. But I am familiar with the artist. I'm in the same boat. Take this, it away, th- Jimmy. This wasn't the album where they asked you to pay whatever you want. This was uh, no, no. from 2001. Yeah, from Amnesiac. Radiohead, that, they, they tried to give away that, that thing and let you pay whatever you wanted. Now, I think they probably learned that... Not, not to do that? I paid a dollar. Did you? Only because I had like $3 left in my PayPal account. 
I'd Just say saying. you're way on the high end of what the average probably was. <laughs> so the book is... What's the book on this one, Jimmy? The book is called No Logo by Naomi Klein. Well, this, this is like a, one of the B-side tracks, I think, from that album. No doubt, yeah. They, yeah. they probably, I think the, the folks at shortlist.com, they went deep, too. Yeah, they dug deep for this one. They're all doing LSD. Yeah, I was telling you before the show, I mean, I, I compiled a list of about 100 songs that, and, that relate to books and books that relate to songs, and there's about 10 of these 25 that weren't on that list. We could probably do this again a few times with the, the list I have. Although not, not as like perfectly organized for us with YouTube videos and everything like this uh, list from shortlist.com is. This one, yeah, I think in place of uh, dollars and cents, this may reference the book, but the content of the song, here's a, here's a lyric. We are the dollars and cents, and the pounds and pence, and the mark and the yen, and yeah, we're going to crack your little souls. That makes me think of money. Yeah, it's yeah. a gas. You know? <laughs> doom, doom. Radiohead. Yeah, not a fan. No, really? Radiohead? Totally I was a not. fan, I gotta say, I was a fan in the 80s of Joy Division. And that's our next one up. Joy Division's Atrocity Exhibition from 1980s Closer. And the book is J.G. Ballard's collection of condensed novels of the same name. And, uh,. The lyric, the specific lyric in this one is Asylums with doors open wide Where people had paid to see inside For entertainment they watch his body twist Behind his eyes he says, I still exist And Joy Division of course became New Order Who were big in the 80s Then they became New Edition Yeah I remember uh, being a uh, Exposed to Joy Division of my friend Reuben and Caesar, the Souza's house, and and a turntable with wax, you know, with actual, yes, Jimmy, yes, with the party favors and actual vinyl records. That's how old we are here at the Book Guys Show. Again, not not the song that made them become New Order and have all that success, but really cool that the, these bands and the, it looks like so far it's the seventies and eighties are winning, Jimmy. As yeah, far oh, as book, yes, book, they book, will. book related songs. <laughs> so uh, now are we going to keep going through? Are, for party are, are we going to skip any, Jimmy? Or are we going to keep going through the list? What's that? Are we going to skip any? or Are we going to keep going through the list? Um, just faithfully go through the list, or? You never know. We might find some new music we like. Just saying. I'm not a fan of going by the book. <laughs> I could have skipped that one. All but right. You, you, you seem to reminisce right through it. So, so. So, so, so we'll lead up to you. Do you want to skip Manic Street Peachers? Uh, Preachers? Peachers. That'd be great. Name. I do. All right. Well, let me know which one you're going to. That was based on S.E. Hinton's Rumblefish. So, so why did you move right on to the police? Because this is a, both a, a book that most of us know, and a, a band that we both know. Yeah, and, uh, and a book that I have yet to hollow out. There, <laughs> hey, no. I actually have... Because the book is not old enough yet, Jimmy. 
I have Nabokov's Ada on the shelf right now, mm-hmm. but I have not come across a copy of Lolita in hardback. And I don't seek them out. They find me. <laughs> nice. So this is Police Don't Stand So Close to Me off 1980s Zenyata Mondata. And this is a song that a lot of our listeners will... If you haven't, if you haven't heard this song, please s- turn off the show and unsubscribe from the podcast. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah. And then crawl out from under your rock. Get a get an iPad and then yeah, and, and if you're if you're up. a book reader and you haven't read Vladimir Nabokov's Lolita, please. Well, if you haven't read the book or heard the this song, I don't know how you got his here. Age. And read the lyric there because we're not going to go through the whole uh, song here. But what's what's the, read the lyric there, Jimmy? Young teacher, the subject. Of schoolgirl fantasy. <laughs> this girl is half his age. <laughs> he starts to shake and cough just like an old man in that book by Nabokov. Yeah. Yes. No charge, police. Yeah, no. so, so the whole thing is hey, lady, uh, young lady, don't stand so close to me. The, the other teachers are going to figure out what's going on here. You know? Yeah, I'm getting the warmies. Yeah. I don't think we can be sued by a band that uh, doesn't exist anymore, can we? Uh, you never know. Yes, you can. <laughs> I mean, uh, I'm pretty sure Sony would sue us if we did a cover of Michael Jackson. You know, they didn't kill him for uh, for not suing. Yeah, the you police know. aren't worth more dead than alive. That's right. <laughs> or they'd be all they'd all be dead. So you know what? <laughs> so I'm going to take the initiative here and skip through a few. Hmm. I'm looking at the next one here. Just because I can't skip the Bible. Can't skip the Bible, my friend. As far as books, uh, it's got to be one of the more important books of all time. The, uh, the first book printed on Gutenberg's Press. So I'm going to skip right forward to Leonard Cohen from his 1984 album, Various Positions. And it's... Hallelujah. Although... <laughs> You're going to laugh because I cannot play the video right now because there's a co- copyright claim by SME. Sony Music and Entertainment has claimed a copyright on this song based on the Bible. <laughs> I'm sure oh, we- <laughs> well, you know, it depends on what version of the Bible you, you do. If somebody rewrites the Bible and changes a few things, they're going to copyright it. Wow. Well, you know, just above... Uh, just below that one is. Oh no, we're we're gonna play it, Jimmy. I don't, don't, I'm not having given up yet. Just oh, because Sony Music and Entertainment. Has uh, you know, cut off that one particular video. Uh, Paul the Bookeye is not gonna give up yet. We're definitely gonna play a clip. This is a live in London London video edit. There you go. Because I'm sorry, I don't think Sony can claim copyright in the Bible just yet. So in case you aren't familiar with the song. The secret chord that David played and it pleased the Lord. But you don't really care for music, do you? 
This song has been covered so many times. The fourth, the fifth, the minor fall, the major lift, the baffled king composing. Hallelujah. 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 You've probably heard that song. Many, many, many times before, covered by so many people. Um, and yeah, I had to, I had to struggle to find them because uh, Sony Music apparently has copyright to the Bible and uh, Leonard Cohen's Hallelujah. But uh, definitely uh, up there in the lyric, of course, I heard there was a secret chord that David played to please the Lord, based on the Bible. And there's a lot of uh, through my research, uh, Jimmy. And a lot of the ones we're going to do in a, in a later episode, there's a lot of uh, songs, of course, based on uh, faith, whether it be Christian, Muslim, or you know, the, the next song on the list, which we're going to skip, is by Jacos Jocasta, Jocasta. All right. And the song is Noah and the Whale. Yes. Yes. I see, mean, and no bot and the so whale. So many. So, Jimmy, you have, you have to pick one. Let me uh, stop here on the list. Folks, we're oh, just yeah. doing this on the fly today. And again, you can go to shortlist.com and look for 25 songs that reference books. Uh, we're going to skip a few. Oh, I say, let, let's do Yertle the Turtle. <laughs> I, wanna, I just wanted to say Yertle the Turtle. <laughs> you know why I want to say Yertle the Turtle? Because I believe, if I'm not incorrect, this is the song where Red Hot Chili Peppers' Cocaine Dealer actually appears he actually sings at the beginning or, or speaks sorry at the beginning of this song just so that they could give him a credit on the song because they owed him money for cocaine they, they had to pay him somehow so he was in the studio they said well listen why don't you just like talk at the beginning of the song and that way you'll get um, a royalty in perpetuitum and they'll kind of help pay for our cocaine bill I swear to fuck, Jimmy. This is a that's that is worth tuning into the show for. Let's just folks. play that, and I believe. Get that turtle yep. go, bro. Right there, that is Red Hot Chili Peppers, Cocaine Dealer. Let's let's do that again. <laughs> if if YouTube will allow us, that is them. No, YouTube. Why is YouTube not allowing us to play it now? Sons of bumpuses. From 1985's album Freaky Styly. That's the one. I may have to reboot the whole page here. Thank you, Flash Player. I'm Yertle the Turtle. The things I now rule. No, I think, I'm yeah, king he, of a cow. <laughs> I'm king of a mule. That's the one. <laughs> but he says something like, hey, man, look at that turtle go. And that's actually, uh, I believe it's, it could be the bass player. One of the guitar players, the bass player's cocaine dealer, was going to beat the crap out of them and basically they said well look we'll give you a, an actual credit on this song so that you get a royalty here we go let's try it again turtle go bro there he is <laughs> they put him right in the front door though yeah. look at that turtle go bro so uh, their cocaine dealer got that credit and uh, made some money and that actually stopped the cocaine dealer from beating the crap out of one of the Red Hot Chili Peppers. Uh, I'll give you another one, uh, Jimmy. 
First time I saw the Red Hot Chili Peppers, I was working for, as a volunteer, for McLean Hunter Cable Television in Toronto. And it was in the early 80s. And I was working camera. So there's three cameras on this uh, remote crew for like the local cable station. And these guys walk out on stage. Before we went live at Lee's Palace, I believe it was, in Toronto. And I just go on my headset, turn my headset on. I said, um... The band just walked out with socks on their dicks. <laughs> oh, I remember that. <laughs> and the director said, just go with it, man. As long as they keep the socks on, we're good. We're on cable 10. I said, all right. And I had no idea who these guys were. And they played some great music. I said, these guys are going to be big. Not big as in the socks, but yeah. <laughs> I, I knew they were going to be big. Because they, they, they caused a stir. And there was a whole thing going on in our headsets. The directors didn't know if they were going to stay live or not. But yeah, it worked. It worked. We're gonna yeah, there's re- several. That, you know, this one has a, a lot of obscure stuff. A couple ones we know, but um, and just reading through the comments on this article, that is a treasure trove. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> you know, it's like no Iron Maiden songs, and somebody saying no Pink Floyd animals. The yeah, entire oh, album Christ. is based on animals. Well, so much of Pink Floyd is 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 uh, book related. But uh, you want to take the next one? This one is definitely related. Ernest Hemingway, badass mofo himself. Yes. And a pretty badass band. Hello. Metallica, For Whom the Bell Tolls. Yeah. From 1984's Ride the Lightning, which uh, is, a, a, if you've ever seen the Green Mile, that's what they call it when they put you in the electric chair to kill yeah. you. And this is a pretty badass tune, too. Let's just let it play for a bit. Yeah. Song, same name as the book, For Whom the Bell Tolls. I had to endure a lot of Metallica. Yeah. And the lyrics, Jimmy, give us the lyrics. Men of five, still alive through the raging glow, gone insane from his pain that they surely know. That's poetry. That's the music. It gets better. It gets better, Jimmy. I'm going to cut off right there, Jimmy, because it gets better, because this song by Metallica is based on Ernest, Ernest Hemingway's For Whom the Bell Tolls, which is based on the following song, Jimmy, the following song by the Bee Gees. Yes. <laughs> How messed up is that? It's awesome that this song somehow leads to Metallica's For Whom the Bell Tolls, you know? Well, they both found inspiration. 
I, I love that this song inspired Metallica, sorry, sorry, inspired Hemingway, who then inspired Metallica. It's pretty messed up the way our word, world works, yeah? <laughs> I gotta say, I'm a bigger Bee Gees fan than a Metallica fan. Don't hate me. No, that's all good, man. I, we actually know a guy, who, uh, well, a bunch of guys, they, they're, uh, they, they do one of the best tragically hip cover bands in all the world. And they're in Toronto. They're, they're called the Wheat Kings. They're a tragically hip cover band. But uh, I believe two of that band are also part of a Bee Gees cover band. So it all, it all kind of works around. Kind of works around. Why don't we take a quick break, Jimmy? And when we come back, we'll find out how the Ramones and Stephen King connect. <laughs> we'll start off with Brian. Hey, Brian. He's not actually here, folks. But Brian... What's going on? Hello, this is Brian Brushwood, host of Scam School. And I dreamed the dream of the perfect book show. And when I woke up, it was the book, guys. I love you. We love you too, Brian. Why don't Brian. you call me anymore? Oh, we'll call you soon. And we're back. <laughs> hey, Sir Jimmy, you want to take the next one? Ramones? Ramones? The Ramones. <laughs> this is 70s heavy. Yeah. But this is actually from 1989's Brain Drain by the Ramones. Oh, gosh. They were still together? Yeah. And, 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 and the song is, is the same title as the book. We'll continue. All right. So this is Pet Cemetery. From 1989's Brain Drain by the Ramones, which is based on, Sir Jimmy, can you probably guess? Hmm, I only know this because I was on TMZ yesterday, and they had a picture of the little boy Gage that got killed and came back and sliced the old man's tendon. <laughs> Spoiler alert. But, uh, yeah, they showed what he looks like now, and he grew up to be a real hottie, they said. And this was written for the movie adaptation of Stephen King's novel. And it was also covered by Deutschland, industrial metal band Heimstein. Heimstein. Who are named after, of course, the city and the American base, Rammstein. Mowers and fangs, the clicking of bones, spirits moaning among the tombstones. <laughs> uh, you want to take the next one down the list, Jimmy? And by the way, folks, we, we, uh, we decided at the break that uh, we're enjoying this format so much and all the music and books that uh, we're going to go into another list that Sir Jimmy has also found. We may go a few into that. So we're going into overtime. I don't have the jingle loaded up, but we're going to overtime today, I think. <laughs> <laughs> we're moving on to Elton John, Rocket Man. Rocket Man? <laughs> Inspired by Ray Bradbury's The Rocket Man. That uh, was a short story that he did um, off of 1972's Honky Chateau. Wow. Talks about an astronaut leaving his wife and son on a journey into space. In case you haven't heard the song. Although, I gotta say, Jimmy, I'm looking at the video here as it's playing on... There's a lot, a lot of Germans from Operation Paperclip. 
at the moon launch. Of course, German was the uh, number one language on the, on the rocket launch by the U.S. Hey, you win, you get the profit. It happens. But I, I don't think Elton John's was thinking about uh, rockets. No. You know, I left my kids, I left my wife, I'm a rocket man. I think he was talking about something else. <laughs> I'm just Solid saying. rocket fuel in yeah. powder form. Yes. But no, no, I think his rocket was a different shape, and I think it was in Elton John's pants. <laughs> I think that's what kind of rocket man he was. <laughs> Pocket rocket. Rocket man, burning on his shoes out so, so I actually think that uh, uh, Elton John maybe had a dual meaning here. When he's leaving his wife and kids at home and he's a rocket man, I think uh, there's a little gay uh, innuendo going on here. Just saying. Not that there's anything wrong with that. Of course not. But great song. Wonderful song. This in um, oh, it's been gosh! Every time I so try to think movies. the name of this movie, so many movies, Jimmy. This song was in. Oh, the where the boy is a writer for Rolling Stone, following the band. Probably. Kate Hudson's in it. But but uh, I'm looking at the picture here of the the one video I'm going to play right now, and this is probably my favorite favorite rendition of this song. In 1978, the Rocket Man himself did his own version. When we got it, we. You know, we have to play this. And here's an ad for something, and I'm not going to play it. I hate you know when YouTube puts up ads? We'll put the ads in the show notes. No, but the, but the whole point, I'm not going to, we don't edit, so I'm, I'm just going to not play it. But he ads on YouTube. Come on. Really? So here's, here's the version. A lyricist whose string of hits in collaboration with Elton John Here we go. has made him one of the world's most popular songwriters. Please welcome Bernie Taupin. I'm not talking about Bernie Taupin. Hang on. This is from 1978. Thank you. Good evening. In 1972, when Elton John and I wrote Rocket Man, it became very popular among the listeners. Due to the interest in the meaning of the song, now in 1978 at the Science Fiction Film Awards, I'm truly proud once again to present my Rocket Man Here we as go. interpreted by our host, William Shatner. Thank you. <laughs> I, I, believe, I believe, Jimmy, this calls back to Book Guys Show Episode 1. She packed my bags last night, pre flight. <laughs> Zero hour. 9 a.m. And I'm going to be... And he's a, it's because he's smoking a cigarette high. on TV. Ah, he's so high. And we're going to let this one play out. As a kite by then. I remember this episode. Oh, I miss the earth so much. I miss my wife. I miss my wife. It's lonely. I gotta, I gotta get a screenshot, Jimmy. Oh, Do it again, Jimmy. 
such a I gotta say, this is so old that uh, William Shatner only has one and a half chins. And I think it's gonna be a long, long time. The touchdown brings me back again to find I'm not the man they think I am back home. Oh, no, no, no. I'm a rocket man. Rocket man. <laughs> Burning out his fumes out here, alone. I think it's gonna be a long, long time Till touchdown, bring me round again and fine I'm not the man they think I am at home Oh, no, no, no I'm a rocket man <laughs> He's teaching me some lyrics I didn't rocket know man. Yeah, but you know what? That's awesome. William Shatner, Rocket Man. Still burning it up. Yeah. And we're going to move on to... Let's see, we're still on the shortlist.com list. I like this song, The Cure. Killing an Arab. Based on the book, Albert Camus' The Outsider... The lyric is, I'm alive, I'm dead, I'm the stranger. Killing an Arab. And this was The Cure's debut single. I think now you know they were huge in the 80s, of course. And we're just going to hit it off right there. And they weren't using drones. Oh, no. Some took this uh, song as a literally an endorsement to murder Arab peoples. But it was just a, a direct retelling of the book, The Outsider. I'm standing on the beach with a gun in my hand, staring at the sky, staring at the sand, staring down the barrel at the Arab. When they re released this song in 2005, they called it Killing an Ahab, referencing Moby Dick. How books and music is that? Because they didn't want people killing Arabs because they're freaking songs. So they just pulled another book out. Yeah, <laughs> right. But uh, they, they really did, uh, a lot of people did think that uh, this was a, a go to kill Arabs. And this is well before uh, you know, terrorism was mainstream and racism and whatnot. But uh, The Cure, there you go. The next one's huge, Jimmy, you got it. It's all yours, man. This Sympathy for the Devil. Yeah. From, from 1968's Beggar's Banquet. None other than the Rolling Stones. Based on the book by Mikhail Bulgakov. The Master and the Margarita. And what's the lyric from that book? I stuck around in St. Petersburg when I saw it was time for a change. Let's take a listen. Centers around Satan paying a visit to the Soviet Union. You must feel bad for him. Yeah. He has sympathy for the devil. A great tune. We'll play a little bit of this too. It's been covered probably a hundred times. Well, I've been around for a long time. 
think it's the last one from this uh, list from uh, shortlist.com, Jimmy. I'm going to close that window. And we're, we're closely approaching the hour mark, but I think I'm having so much fun, Jimmy. And if your wife and my girlfriend aren't uh, opposed, we might continue. Yeah, I, I don't think the need for Wi-Fi is, is so, uh, <laughs> so grave this evening. There's no gaming. There's no Roku. So I think we're going to go through the song facts uh, link that we have. And uh, maybe you're going to pick one. We'll, we'll go like, uh, in order from top to bottom. They're in alphabetical order. But uh, you pick the first one you want. I'll, I'll click on it, and we'll, uh, we'll go through it. Well, the first one that jumps out at me is the first one. Ah, yes. You know, what? this first one, i got to say, there was a video game in the 80s. I had to buy a math coprocessor from a like, $300 computer. I had to buy a $60 part, which back then was a lot of money, $60 get a math coprocessor to play the game that this song was in. I can't remember the game right now, but I remember the game cost like 20 bucks. And you know, that's back when you bought games in a box at the store. You didn't download them from Steam or you know, the Xbox Live store or whatever. But um, this was the first, one of the first songs actually in a video game. And I forget the name of the actor. It was like one of the first video games that had a song actually in it and an actor play one of the parts in the video game. Was it called Ripper? Yes, Ripper. Thank you. Ripper and uh, who was the actor in Ripper? It was like the first big name actor uh, that was in a video game. And uh, I will look it up right now. Oh, don't worry. I'm consulting the book of knowledge. Christopher Walken. Christopher Walken was huge in it. Now, yeah. how, how meta is that, that Christopher Walken was in the video game, and then he was in the Saturday Night Live skit where Blue Oyster Cult was recording this, yes. saying they needed more cowbell. Well, they, they, yeah, they probably, they probably met up uh, during the video game shoot. Hmm. Know, but, but this was like one of the first times, uh, and I forget the other name of the other guy that was in that, that movie. Burgess Meredith. Oh, Burgess. Yeah, very good. You're doing fine there, Jimmy. <laughs> Consulting the book of knowledge. Yes. <laughs> so this is Blue Oyster Cults. Don't fear the Reaper. Inspired by Shakespeare's Romeo and Juliet, of course. I don't have a proper cowbell. There you go. Great song. Yeah, Walken was in that game. This is inspired by none other than Shakespeare. Absolutely. Absolutely. Romeo and Juliet. Romeo and Juliet. And uh, the one I'm going to pick next on the list, Jimmy, as we go along, and uh, most of our nerdy... 
listeners, the geeks, the ones into pop culture, are going to know exactly where 42 by Coldplay came, comes into the story. 42, of course, being the answer to the meaning life, of life, the universe, universe and, everything. and everything. That's right. It's also <laughs> my P.O. box. There you go. Nice. Nice. Douglas Adams, of course, The Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, one of my favorite Leave Your Brain at the Door and Your Pants on the Floor books. Just uh, read it. Uh, it's a British, a lot of British humor, but uh, you don't have to be British to get the humor. It's, it's funny, and uh, here we go. Chris Martin said in 2008, it's our attempt at a Radiohead song. I can see that. And he said, well, no, no, no. It's our 97th attempt at a Radiohead song, but it's the first one that worked. He also said, we've got two John Lennon songs, this one and Violet Hill. Douglas Adams, my friend, 42, Hitchhiker's Guide. Now, you got to pick one, Jimmy, because we're going to continue on until our, our girlfriends and uh, wives call us and say the show's over. Just saying. Uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm reading this one on the fly. Um, and I'm looking at Brown-Eyed Handsome Man by Chuck Berry. Okay. <laughs> now going old school here. Um, the first verse was inspired by Barry observing a West Coast policeman trying to arrest a Hispanic man for loitering. The second verse was inspired by the sadomasochistic novel Venus in Furs. I love the song. It's great. Look at this one. The judge's wife called up the district attorney. She said, free that brown-eyed man. If you want your job, you better free that brown-eyed man. Flying across the desert in a TWA, I saw a woman walk across the sand. She'd been walking 30 miles en route to Bombay to meet a brown-eyed handsome man. Her destination was a brown-eyed handsome man. The whole song's two minutes and 15 seconds. Yeah, it's almost over. Ever since the world began. There's been a whole lot of good women shedding tears over a brown-eyed handsome man. It's a lot of trouble with a brown-eyed handsome man. There's a line in here that says, Rounding third, he was headed for home, which inspired John Fogarty's hit, Centerfield. Nice. And uh, the next one I'm going to pick, Jimmy, just because I actually like the song, is based, of course, on Ernest Hemingway. By Kenny Chesney, one of your uh, Americano, uh, yeehaw, yeehaw type folks. <laughs> there are so many songs based on books; it's unbelievable. Feel that chill, smell that fresh cut grass. 
I'm back in my helmet, cleats and shoulder pads Standing in the huddle, listening to the call Fans going crazy for the boys of fall They didn't let just anybody in that club Took every ounce of heart and sweat and blood. But Jimmy, next one's yours, man. It's all yours. What was that one inspired by? Uh, inspired by, um, what's his name? Hemingway. Hemingway's Whiskey. Just in general, Hemingway. All right. Can he uh, explain to Billboard that prompted him to cover this track? My favorite book ever is The Old Man and the Sea. There Which I've talked about before. I got accused of plagiarizing in high school. <laughs> nice. And then, and then had a, a panel of uh, three teachers and the principal in front of me for me to explain the book in person. And lo and behold, <laughs> I was in advanced English class from then on. Nice. <laughs> you know, I, I see on here a song that I don't want to hear, but Guns N' Roses did a song based on The Catcher in the Rye, which is one of my all-time favorite books. What's Never heard the song. Don't know that I want to. Just thought it was worth a mention. All right. Gotcha. Mm. <laughs> well, well, well. We're still going How through about, the list here. Oh, I'm looking at the list. The Strange Loves. I Want Candy. Oh, I was looking at that. All right. The Strange Loves. I Want Candy. Hmm. Lyrical inspiration came from the song from the 1958 book Candy by Terry Southern and Mason Hoffenberg, a book about a young naif who has a series of adventures with older men. Hello now. (laughs) Hey now. They had to really hide their purposes in songs back then. Oh, I like that. Yeah. Yeah, let's play this a bit. Let's do this. This is a great tune. Okay, baby. This one hit number 11 in the U.S. Nice. In 1965. I love those horns. Sax. I've got one, one on this list. There's one that I really love because it was the first song ever played 
on MTV, but I don't see how it relates to books at all. And this is a uh, video killed the radio kill star. The radio star, yeah. Yeah, but uh, it's in. It's on this list, and I don't see where it uh, has anything to do with uh, with books. Um, I'm going to play it anyways. Yeah, let's trust the. Uh... This was the song that killed the radio star, really. You know, I believe it could have been our friend Adam Curry that actually played this song live on MTV. I could be wrong. <laughs> or one of his I don't bred- know if he was brought on at that point. Yeah, one of his brethren, anyways, that, uh, that played this. And just uh, as an aside here, folks, we'll do this. <coughs> this has nothing to do with our topic, but the first song played on MTV when they killed radio. Supposedly. But I, I got to say, radio out- survived. MTV. If you go down to the comments, uh, Alex from New Orleans says, "What was the book this was inspired by?" <laughs> yeah, <laughs> same, same here. It's it's out of place. It's not doesn't belong on the list, but it does now. Great tune, though. Book inspired, folks, but so the song did have some influence on pop culture, but definitely did not have anything to do with books. Really, I'm still looking for. Anything. Yeah, we're looking for some more book. Maybe somebody will uh, write in music. Solve the mystery. Yeah, you know what? Uh, you can send to uh, paulthebookguy at gmail.com or tweet us. I'm on Twitter as paulthebookguy. And Jimmy, you are? At free hollow books. Very nice. Nice. Oh, here's one. I'm going to play this one. It's based on Farjeon's hymn uh, in prim- primary school. Children uh, of Scotland, Scottish children, sang the old Gaelic hymn, Child in a Manger, Infant of Mary, to this tune. And this was sang by Cat Stevens, who later went on to join the Muslim faith and change his name. But um, here we go. Based on a hymn. Again, Bible, hello. Morning has broken Like the first morning Blackbird has spoken I sang this in elementary school like Because I had to. I mean, it wasn't, I wasn't like singing it out, out of joy. And we, we sang this. You don't have to hide the yeah. truth. Neil Diamond recorded this in 1992 for his Christmas album. Uh, yes, I know, uh, Neil Diamond is Jewish. But uh, he did record this for his Christmas album. And it went to number 36 in the UK. And no, he was not born as Neil Diamond. Same. Maybe we'll do one more, Jimmy, and we'll call it a night. And we'll do this again sometime, because this has been a lot of fun. 
I'm sitting here looking at a song by Fish. Prince Caspian. Prince Caspian. I'm just One of my all-time favorite book series, The Chronicles Ooh, of Narnia. Yes. Nice. Good choice. Chronicles of Narnia got his title from. Of course, by C.S. Lewis, yeah? Indeed. The C stands for cash. Cash money. Cash moves everything around me. Tom from Marble Falls, Arkansas says, This is one of the simplest of fish songs, but it's one of the coolest when you're baked. Nice. Thanks for that, Tom. Thank you, Tom. Appreciate that. Oh, to be, oh, to be Prince Caspian, float upon the waves three times. Oh, to be a Prince Caspian with nothing to return to but the demons in their caves. And that's pretty much all that they say over and over and over again. Pretty much, yeah. Oh, to be Prince Caspian with stumps instead of feet. How neat. (laughs) 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 Creative license there. That's neat. I mean, we have have a lot of fun uh, today doing this off-the-cuff music. There's still lots more on this list, so (coughs) we'll... uh, We've got hundreds more. more. So either we'll do another uh, special soon. Books and music, or maybe we can just uh, divide them up between all our episodes. Yeah, we'll have make a, a little segment out of it. Yeah, we'll have a staff meeting and figure that out. But uh, we've been go- going well over an hour today, Jimmy. I that think was, that's a lot of That was content. a lot of fun. That was a lot of music. And you know what? Uh, if the music inspires you, if you're a fan of any of the artists or the songs, then check out the books that your favorite artist, uh, what, what inspired your favorite artist or your favorite song, writer maybe to, you'll find the same inspiration you know, yeah you might find a, a little bit of a connectivity to them and then you know a little synchronicity where you and your favorite uh, band or your favorite song writer uh you know might share yeah uh, tweet us let us know song. what we missed out on let us know what uh what books have inspired music that you know of and uh Maybe you'll hear it on an upcoming episode if we feel the same way. Yeah, and make it easy for us to find you. Use hashtag BookGuysShow, all one word after the hashtag, which is the pound button, like on your phone. And uh, we'll, uh, we'll talk about it in a future episode. This is 114. Looking forward to 115. Oh, yes. Just saying. Hopefully the Padre will be back soon. The busy man, busy and the, man. And the professor. If not, folks, we're looking for more book guys. And book girls. <laughs> Just saying. Pat Flewelling, if you're out there. Help us, Pat Flewelling. You're our only hope. <laughs> we'll call it that. That's enough for books, music, in books, books in music. We'll be back next week. Same book time, same book channel in the bookmobile, shooting our bookerangs around. My name is Paul Vase. That's Sir Jimmy. Thanks, folks. Have a great week. Stay tuned, book readers and book listeners. Book Guys Show will return next week. Same book time, same book channel. Thank you so much, Jimmy. That was fun, fun. Yes.